Hello and welcome to the uh, special edition of Antique Dust Box of Delights. We have just watched episode two, Where Shall the Knighted Snowman Go? And um, yes, that was very enthralling. I am Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Dust and we are dusting down that classic TV show, A Box of Delights. So we have, we have started our episode two of the Box of Delights, um, where Kay awakens um, from so a dream sequence, um, which is set in a fort, um, where the- Or is it a dream? Or is it a dream? Is it, is it not? Yeah. Um, so so he's, so obviously the last episode finished with the, the cliffhanger. Of the pony going over the, the fortress. The pony leaping into, into oh. King Arthur's camp. So the episode picks up where that left off. Yes. We have, a, we have a battle sequence. With Kay being given by a very sort of um, swanky uh, knight. It gives him a sword to fight, but approaches him as if he would do in a sort of uh, a gay bar. So well, he saunters across <coughs> to Kay and, and offers him a sword. Well, I wouldn't know anything about where that. Where they snicker-snapped at the, uh, at the, the, the hunting wolves. And then, um, just when things are looking a bit dicey, um, Kay is sort of extracted out of that that scene by Cole Hollings, yes, who is very rattled. I think we would say yes. by by the events of the of of the story thus far, and he hands over the box of delights to Kay for for safekeeping. For safekeeping. So he says it has three things. You can open the box of delights. Mm -hmm. You can press it to open. Press it to open. Um, you can go very, very small, or you can go very, very swift. Um, so we now, he now has this little portal, which can take him onto a series of adventures. Um, he goes very, very swift and gets out, out of the encampment mm -hmm. with the um, dumbfounded wolves. Yes. Um, and awakens in his bed. And we think, oh, it's just a dream. It's but just then a dream. he pulls he back the sheets, and there is the box of delights. Dun, dun, dun. So he decides to go on an adventure in the morning. So before all the other Joneses wake up with uh, his his newfound pal. Yes, he's a, he's obeying Cole Holland's Holland's instruction, really, to to look for him towards the dawn. Mm. So and that's what. That's what they do. They they march out into a very snowy landscape, and that looked incredibly difficult. The way the actors, I mean, it was. There's a snow. It's pretty much a snowdrift, yes. and they're going for an adventure in a snowdrift, and it is. It, it, it doesn't look much fun. <laughs> it doesn't actually look a great deal of fun. No. It wasn't just. It, it was like three foot of snow that they were wading through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And so they they see Cole Hollings being um, manhandled, manhandled by the scroggled, I think scroggled, scroggled. So it, it, it was the typical sort of uh, uh, it, it was <clears throat> over over time where they, they they covered him in a blanket and put a rope around him. Yeah, <laughs> so. and hold him off. Oh, sorry, into the undergrowth, and then suddenly the plane goes. The plane up. flies overhead, and you think a very strange looking plane. A very strange looking plane. Very strange. So the ruffians—they're they, obviously the, with new magic and new technology. They've got a plane, 
Um, so the boys naturally think we should report this to the police. So he goes and reports it to quite an inept uh, police person who's more interested in showing him magic tricks yeah. with Played, a played by the wonderful James Grant. Yeah, he was trying to make the most of that scene, really. Um, and it, 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 it was a little bit laborious, I found that scene. Yeah, to be, to be fair, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I think the, the large parts of this episode are a little bit laborious. Yes. It feels like there's a little bit of a... Padding. A lull. Yes. In the story. So we have... We have so... Um, yeah, so yes, yeah, so there's a sort of ineffectual meeting with, with the police and they get fobbed off and... Saying, oh, they've got a... There's the, the RAF boys are, are nearby, nearby and it's probably a Jake from one of the, the, the RAF boys because they don't know how to behave when they're away from their mothers. And then there's a fairly in, uh, unconvincing telephone conversation with... Well, the Punch the and call. Judy man is apparently at a, a, another police... Um, Place. Station, I a think. Police station, where he's, he is, he's showing his entertainments card to the local police dignitaries who are checking him out before he does the performance, um, which seemed a bit ineffectual. Um, so they, so the kids are fobbed off and they seem to be sort of in a typical Enid Blyton way. Oh, gosh, okay, the adults are right, so we'll go back and have jam tarts. No, I, that's not how I read it. I think they were, <laughs> they, they, we'd, we'd had the jam tarts earlier in the episode, but they jam were, tarts they and were sausage not, rolls. What a were, combination! Yeah, perfect. They were not convinced. <laughs> they were not convinced. But they're only kids. What can you do? Yeah, and it's um, nineteen thirty-six. Yeah. So what they do do is um, after a bit of a prelude of um, building a snowman and all the rest of it, and um, speaking with a star. Yes. With a rather naughty housekeeper. Yeah, they go and revisit the, the scene of the crime and see uh, old Foxy and Chubby Joe, Chubby Joe. Um, looking for something, which we can safely assume they're looking for the box. Um, of course, they don't find it because uh, it Kay has it. Kay has it. And then they see the, 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 uh, the, the, the nasty guys um, go into a car and they, they turn to each other and then they as if they're going back and then suddenly they hear this engine roar and the plane goes over foot. Yeah. So it seems as though maybe the car turns into an aeroplane. I think there's a definite suggestion of that. Yes. So the next scene we see is Kay. Um, he is sort of, sort of uh, it's coming up to 11 o'clock. So, so, yeah. so he's back in his bedroom, locks the door, is going to have a bit of a play with the box. Yes. And then we have quite a long, <laughs> long sequence where he's um, larking in the wild wood with, with uh, Hearn the Hunter. Hearn the Hunter. Now that was a really good, I, I really like that scene. Uh, it, so he, he gets sucked into the box and, he, uh, and meets the hunter and the hunter turns into a stag um, and then... Well they Kay, both turn into stags. Kay turns into a stag as well and they're they're, they're racing through the forest. And they get menaced they by get wolves. menaced by a, a, a wolf. Um, and then they turn into wild geese. And they're flying in the sky. And then they get, they get menaced. menaced by a hawk. Um, then they, 
they dive bomb into the, the river and turn into trout. And then they get menaced by a pike. And then it just seems that there's, there's lots and lots of menacing going on. Yes. But the animation, I really, really liked that style of animation. It felt a little bit Warship Downy type of that sort of flat. It was hand-drawn animation. Hmm. And it, and but I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I the, the the animation was fine. It was just it did seem to go on for. It did. Yeah, I mean, it was like they were padding it for, out for 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 a while. And what I suspect is quite a a throwaway. Uh, paragraph in the book so it seemed to turn into quite a lengthy a lengthy sequence it, I wasn't clear exactly what it was telling me what was the it, how, what, what it was adding to the to, to the story it did uh, feel a bit a bit of a, a bolt-on and they were showing off um, but uh, my my feeling with it is it was showing that there's predators everywhere and that was the overwhelming feel about it sort of there's predators around every corner so wherever you go there's always going to be a predator no matter what you do to to save yourself from one predator that there will be another predator out there which i thought had sort of quite a deep meaning really um so then k sort of comes out of the box out of his having yeah. his jape after uh the hunter turns into a tree um and then decides to shrink down well he realizes the time and we, we allude back to uh, his overhearing Abner Brown and the rat and they, they have a, a, a 12 o'clock assignation at the at the pub so Which apparently you can get <coughs> get to the pub by the floorboards from the back from his house yes well he's, he's, guided, <laughs> he's, he's guided by a friendly mouse yes who is ice skating an ice skating mouse. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, the, the fact that mouse is ice skating is really the least. But then they meet some the pirate rats. Yes, one of whom is played by Nick Barrier. Really? Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Of heartbeat time. Of heartbeat and <laughs> EastEnders and every loser wins. Love a duck and sort of when he wasn't shagging Cindy. Language, Jonathan. <laughs> Language. <laughs> So, um, and then they turn up to the bad guys' place. Yeah, they, they, they end up in the pub. Everyone says everything ends up in the pub. You say that like it's a bad thing. So, the, I, yeah. So they end up in the pub and uh, Abner Brown is foaming at the mouth and uh, speaking in very menacing tones towards towards young Kay. Yes. So I him, him say I think he's he's twigged Abner Brown has, has twigged that sort of Kay is more involved than he originally had thought. Yes. I was yeah. busy playing with a with a lit with a match. A lit match. Yes. Uh, and flame. And being very menacing and pantomime villainous villainish. Yeah, so because yeah. what we don't what we don't get a sense of from the Box of Delights is that this isn't the first time that Kay and Abner Brown have actually uh, ah. Crossed swords since since Abner Brown is the is the key villain of uh, the, the, the Midnight book. Folk. But was there another book after <coughs> the Box of Lights? Um, I don't think there was another one directly referencing uh, Kay oh. Parker. Yeah, so it's, it's so it, it, 
It does feel as though that you say, yeah, here's a, a magical, it's a magical moment and it's uh, everything is centered around him, sort of along the similar lines of Lord of the Rings or something, an element of magical and forbearing of other things around and about us at the time it was actually yeah I, I, I mean i think we can you can you can definitely see the 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 the, the references to british and english uh, mythology that that john macefield is is making you know we have um we've had king arthur we've got we've got heron the hunter you know, there's 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 Pagans. lots of uh, pa you know, pagan times. There's there's lots of allusions to, to, to 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 British, English, Celtic uh, mythology running through, running through the story. Mm. Yeah. So uh, overall, again, I, I was still swept away with the moment. Uh, I know you found the elements of it a little bit. I, I think I think this drawn this, out. Yeah, I mean, for me, this episode represents a little bit of a of a lull even though there's plenty of content there's there's a, there's a lot that, that goes on it did feel you know i was sort of waiting for really i was a sense of let's let we'll get on with it yeah i mean they spent a lot of money so they needed to probably make it a, a lot longer i mean this this obviously the show was then re repeated but it rather than in half hour in the half hour slots they were, it was done as three 50-minute slots uh, in in 84. Mm -hmm. uh, or was it 86? I think it was 86. 86. It was originally shown in six episodes in 84. Yeah, so so I think they probably realised the pacing needed to be up to its game. In fairness, it would probably make a really, really good film if they sort of they could probably keep the content and the, the, the pace up so they could probably edit it down to sort of like two hours in total um, because the pacing of the first episode, there was a lot that was happening in the first episode and it, it, it felt wasn't as much happening in the second episode. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the third episode is like, whether, whether the pace gets um, picked, well, picked up a little bit. We um, will be getting along to that. But so. interestingly enough, though you talk, when you talk about it being made into a film, um, when the BBC decided to make their version of it, there was the, the negotiation with John Mayfield's estate was was quite drawn out because they'd already licensed oh, uh, as as film rights that there was already a there had been a plan in the past oh. to 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 make, turn it into a film, and I think actually, given modern technology and all the rest of it, it would be really interesting to see what to, it would to be. See, you can you can just sort of see it as a as, as an, a Netflix original camera. Yeah. Or you could do, because it, it has got a lot of the elements. I mean, what I would like to see, I would like to see the play, because the they have made a play of this, mm -hmm. and that's probably the content of that is how it's it probably brisk, where this one, they're, they're obviously developing the characters or making the episode slightly longer to punctuate the animation which was very good special effects so they were really making the most of that uh, of that element so but we will see we have episode three to watch so uh if anyone that is listening would like to put down their comments just comment us on any social media platform at, at antique dust 
Um, we would love to hear from you or if you have any little tidbits of knowledge about this episode, please do let us know. In the meantime, so long and we will see you on the other side for episode three. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.